0: Uh, hey, everybody, this is Scooch. Welcome to our episodically modular and somewhat serialized series, Otter Things, O-T-T-E-R-T-H-I-N-G-S. Uh, actually going to turn um, things over to uh, the host of the Otter Things, uh, and uh, but I just want to let you know it's a serialized episodic series, which means that at the beginning of each episode, you'll get caught up on everything that's happening. So you can listen to it in any order. And I found that actually the, the recaps uh, actually put a lot of people to sleep. So some people listen to starting at the recap uh, on other nights because they say, well, just the recap itself uh, is enough. Uh, I sleep just fine during the recap. And that way I can sleep through the whole story. So if you need to or you're, you're thinking, well, this is episode uh, three, it's okay. It'll, it'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You, you, you won't get mixed up or you will get mixed up. Uh, But you won't miss anything. And if you miss anything, you could re-listen. And then if those of you that listen uh, during the night, uh, because you can't sleep or you want some company, you'll get caught up on the story, and then you'll hear the next part of the story altogether. uh, And I'll be here to keep you company to the end. Uh, So without further ado, I'm turning things over to uh, Emma Otter. Yeah. Hey, this is Emma Emma, Emma, Emma Otter here. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I was recording. I was a little bit nervous. uh, And I'm here to tell you the story of Otter Things, the story of my town and my friends, my family, and the residents of our town here. And we live in a swamp. I'm trying to think of everything I need to tell you. Uh, Once upon a time, there's a town in a swamp uh, filled with uh, uh, swampland creatures. uh, And it was a sleepy little town, a nice town to live in, not like the hustle and bustle of places like uh, River Bottom or Henson Town. It was just a nice place to live. And that's where I grew up and I was born, Emma Otter. And I lived there with my parents and my brother, Tefe, and uh, my youngest uh, sibling. And my best friends are Willow, uh, Vaughn, and Elijah. Not in any particular order. You probably know which of those three is my best, best friend, if you're listening to this. Um, and particularly if you are my best friend, you say, well, I know which one of those three is b- b- my best fr- Emma's best friend. I am. You're correct in that assumption. So those are my friends, and uh, who else do you need to know? Uh, uh, Let's see, Emma and Tefe, that's me and my brother, my parents. My parents aren't that important, you know. I mean, to me, they are. To you, you know, they're like, uh, it could be considered the chorus. Uh, Willow has a a sister, Dari, and her mom is Frances, and they all live together. Uh, And, you know, they do play a part in this tale. Uh, The bull, the bullfrog, uh, Leon's his name, but we all call Bull Bull. And there's probably other people I'm forgetting that are really important, but uh, I just wanted to set the stage. Once upon a time, we all lived in our town. We went about our lives. Middle school, uh, uh, Bards and Big Bunnies, that's a role-playing game we play. And you know, we all do, we all like to play music, but uh, we also deep down knew that everything would be well. So keep that in mind when you hear this story, because sometimes stories take a while. To get, it takes a whole journey of life. I think my, my Uncle Emmett once sang a song about that. Uh, how many journeys of life it takes to realize, oh, all will be, all is, and all will be well. But I want to tell you that right up front in case you say, well, it doesn't seem that way, Emma. And I see yeah, I'm looking back and telling you this uh, with more knowledge than you have. And much more knowledge than I had at the time. when One day after a game of uh, big bunnies and bards in my house, uh, LJ, Vaughn and uh, Willow went home. And uh, they all headed home except for Willow. And, and uh, over the next uh, t- period of time, uh, we wondered where did Willow go if Willow didn't go home? Did Willow go on a goose chase following geese? Uh, it did, as uh, Vaughn would say Willow get caught up in some sort of comic book adventures with creatures from another world or friends, you know, friends from another world. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, was it something like B- Big Bunny and Bards? Uh, did Emma, like, because we had played a game where Emma, ha- uh, uh, I'm sorry, Willow, I uh, not used to being the character in my own story, but did, did, where Willow, did Willow say, well, there's a big bunny coming to take all the town's food. Maybe I'll protect the town, like in a game of Big Bunnies and Bards. Or, you know, was it something else, like Emma just went for a walk, or did we found out last episode Emma did not go to visit her dad in Riverbottom, because uh, Dory Babs and Tefe had driven there, and, uh, and actually, that's probably a good place to start, uh, and I, I'll catch you up as we go on, too, but uh, this is a most famous resident of our town, uh, actor... Uh, philanthroper, philanthropist, Mister Antonio Banderas. Thank you, Emma. The ladies and gentlemen, the boys and girls, friends behind the binary, residents of Swampland and every land. This is an episode of Otter Things. Do you remember the take notes I gave you, Antonio? Oh, yes. Uh, This is an episode of Otter Things. Splish, splash. This is an. uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, This is an episode of Otter Things. Splish, splash. That was great. There was no sibilance on that. Uh, So, uh, this is an episode of Otter Things. I'm, I'm an Otter. I guess you could say I'm reporting, but not I'm reporting to you, dear listener. And on uh, the fact that uh, when we start out, um, my uh, brother Tefe and Willow's sister and um, uh, Willow's best friend Babs had headed out to Riverbottom to talk to uh, Willow and uh, Darry's, uh, Darry's, um Uh, dad, uh, Lenny, about, uh, you know, where was, if if, uh, Will had come there, maybe to either visit or to start her career as a busker in Riverbottom, but Lenny said no. But then when Dari got back to the car, she found that Tefe and Babs were uh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G-ing Ian Dari probably doesn't want anybody to know this, but Dari kind of had some feelings uh, for Teffe, which is a mistake, you know, I would if we would have sat down. But, you know, Teffe just has, uh, you know, I'm just rolling my eyes right now. I don't know what to say, but to tell you that, that's a fact, unfortunately. Uh, so uh, Dari was a little bit upset that she'd found uh, Teffe and Babs kissing. So she drove home, and then she pulled over because she was, like, so displeased. She was going to—because Tefe had borrowed uh, our Uncle Emmett's truck, and uh, Dari was going to throw the keys in the swamp near the tunnel uh, that goes to the place beyond the swamp that we're not allowed to go to. And uh, then Teffy apologized to Dari and said, hey, just let's like uh, let's not throw the keys in the swamp. I, it was my bad. Uh, uh, and I know you're going through a hard time with Willow. You know, we're not sure. And we thought Willow might be your dad's, but uh, we'll we'll figure this out together. And they went back to the car to find that Babs wasn't there. They kind of noticed some goose feathers, slimy goose feathers, but they thought that Babs probably had that on her shoe and headed off and walked home. And that was only partly true because what had happened was Babs uh, waited for Dar and Tefe, And then, you know, naturally Babs said, well, what if they're kissing now? I'm not sure how I feel about that. And Babs headed out to find them uh, on a path because they had kind of parked in another uh, actually another place that's popular for uh teens that are doing that. Uh, and then Babs kind of got like took a path and she heard a noise and she said that she thought it sounded like a bunny. Then she thought she saw bunny ears. He and Babs started to follow the bunny, and it was like a forced perspective situation. So Babs thought it was a small bunny uh, far away, but really it was a larger bunny that was closer. But she started following the bunny, and I can tell you that, you know, just like I said, all will be well with Babs. Uh, but at the time, Babs said, hey, bunny, bunny, are you lost? Uh, don't go that way, because, you know, as far as Babs knew, that bunnies really weren't— um, meant to be swimming around in the swamp, but maybe hopping around the edges of the swamp. And Babs was a very c- caring person. Then she got close to the bunny and she realized that, uh, it was a different bunny than she had seen. It wasn't a pure bunny. It had like a goose feathers in addition to fur. And there was some slime on it. And and she may have seen like even like geese, uh, like she, she was like, okay, maybe I'm seeing something. You're not a bunny. You're a big bunny goose type thing. Now, it's interesting that uh, uh, Dory and Willow's dad's named Lenny, because what happened was very reminiscent of a different Lenny, but not totally like that Lenny from a, a famous book, uh, because the bunny actually swept Babs up and said... Like it reverse what Babs was doing and said, Oh, are you like and now the bunny didn't speak, it kinda just communicated without words. Uh but Babs could was immediately relaxed as the bunny swept her up in its arms or paws, uh, or wings and said, Oh, are you oh look at this little creature here. Oh, let me care for you and take good care of you and take you care of you and bring you home. Uh, but this bunny actually, Bunny Goose, was actually pretty gentle. So it did a sweep Babs away, but then it started hopping, and Babs said, Where are you hopping to, bunny? Uh, and the bunny didn't really answer, uh, and it went to the place beyond the swamp where we we're not supposed to go. But Babs was also falling asleep, and so Babs fell into a deep sleep. And the bunny kind of hopped off a little bit like Babs was a pet, which is not exactly the reality because Babs is a, like a sentient being with free will. But maybe the bunny didn't know that. And they hopped off. And like I said, all will be well eventually. Like, uh, But I just can't tell you everything, right? And actually, I can't even remember it because the way my memory works is uh, I have to remember things in order as they happened, kind of. Not everything. I can kind of go backwards, but it's just a a quirk of my memory when I'm telling stories that uh, I can't jump ahead. I mean, I can jump around in the story. You know what I mean? I get mixed up. Now, meanwhile, back at the car, uh, Tefe and Dari had said, well, maybe Babs Babs must have gone home. She must have been frustrated with both of us. Uh, And uh, so they started driving home, and as they drove home... Uh, and neither one of them is really sure how to feel like they had, they had their own feelings. So they were unaware that Babs had been swept up in the arms of a ghost bunny and they were more concerned with the awkwardness or did they want to kiss or what, isn't that confused? You know, isn't that a little bit, they're teens, you know, being a teen is not easy. It's confusing. And so Darry didn't really want to talk about it. Teffe did. And actually I think Teffe was more on the strong side of like, Hey, like, uh, I think I, you know, I think I was kissing Babs, but thinking of you or something. And Dari said, "Let's not talk about it." Uh, remember, I'm dealing with stuff with Willow. And maybe we'll talk. Uh, Tuffy said, "Are you going to come to school tomorrow?" And uh, Dari said, "Well, maybe. I don't know." And Tuffy said, "Well, I hope I see you at school tomorrow." I'm sorry again. And 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 Dari went inside. And Dari thought she was going to try to sneak inside. It was like early in the morning. Uh, and she was like, maybe I'll catch a couple hours of sleep before school. And meanwhile, as she snuck inside, uh, she like snuck down the hall to her room, which is across from Willow's room. Uh, and her mom's room was in another, like the other side of the house. So she was like, I think I'm covered. And, uh, uh, as soon as she put her foot down to open her door, she realized that, uh, Willow's door was open and her mom was there, uh, talking. And of all things, she was talking to a wind chime and it was a, actually a, a famous wind chime, uh, uh, from, uh, my, my, I mean, I don't want to brag, but it was a jug band wind chime with all these members of a jug band, And she she was saying Willow okay Willow uh okay tell me more Willow are you there Willow Uh, play one of the the jug band wind chime instruments and she hadn't perfected this one each wind chime was supposed to kind of sound like an instrument from a jug band like a washboard or you know a jug which is tough she was still crafting it Uh, she's a oh uh, uh Francis is a bespoke. Wind chime maker, or wanted to be, or did. She made, she just didn't sell. One day, maybe she would be the most famous wind chime maker in the world. And hopefully, she'll sponsor my productions. But so she was singing, and then she looked over and she saw Dari trying to sneak in. And she said, Did you just get home? And Dari said, Well, Ma, Ma, what are you, Ma? And she said, Come in here and sit down next to me. And Dari was like, Oh boy, I'm busted. But she said, listen, listen, your sister's here. And she said, where? And she said, in this, within, like, she's talking to me through the wind chime. And just like anyone, uh, you know, it's not something you hear every day. So you say, wait a second, so Willow's talking to you through the wind chime, Mom? And she was holding the wind chime, and she said, yeah, yeah, Willow, your, your sister's here. She just snuck in. Don't know where she was. Where were you? Uh, I went to Dad, so Willow's not visiting Dad. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Willow, I know you're not at Lenny's because uh, your sister looked for you there. So where, talk to your sister now, too, and tell her. We'll also discuss consequences later. And nothing happened. And Doris said, Mom, have you been talking to the wind chime all night? She said, I'm not talking to the wind chime. I'm talking to your sister. And uh, Dari said, Mom, please go to bed for a little while. Like, uh, let's lie down here together. Let's put the, And they got in Willow's bed, and they snuggled up. Uh, and, you know, while it might not be fair. Dory tried to com- hold and comfort her mom, but she felt held as she held and comforted her mom. And uh, they did both eventually fall asleep together for a little while. And meanwhile, morning had come, and it was at my house. I'd had a sleepover with Vaughn and LJ, and my parents didn't know that Billy... Oh, so this is part of the story you probably have to be caught up on, too, is that... Uh, so at some point, we were looking for Willow, and instead of Willow, we had looked in the swamp, and we had said, uh, well, if Willow went on a wild goose chase after Canadian geese or Canada geese, uh, we'll find her. And we found this other being... Uh, who we call Billy which was a bit like a, a be like and may maybe at a time we we thought Vaughn might be right is this a being from outer space it was a duck uh a duckus bill but not a normal duck bill color on a beaver with webbed feet uh it was a being we'd never seen before named Billy and Billy was seemed to be lost and we took Billy home to my house and uh, drive them off and then uh, we realized that Billy had come from the place beyond the swamp uh, and Billy also said, I know where I think I know where your friend Willow is and we also realized that Billy has magical powers via song or superpowers uh, and it'll come up more. Uh, just for an example, Billy Head sang the song uh, right here, right now, and, or made the lyric—not not the lyrics—some uh, sort of throat singing or, B- Bill singing, and it made us all freeze right there, right now, or right then, I guess. In that case, so but we were so that is where we were. We said, okay, well, if you know where Willow is, we need to find Willow after school again today and tonight. And we were calling it Operation Dark and Wood after the famous, uh, some of the more famous campaigns and novels based on uh, Bard and, and, and Bunny's campaigns uh, by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. They had written all these amazing novels based on campaigns they had run in uh, uh, Bard and Lance was uh, like the world they had created. And we so we always like liked that lore. And there was a place called Darken Wood. That was a bit like we were calling it the, the, the place beyond the swamp, uh, the tunnel we had to go through. And we were making preparations, you know, getting spitballers, you know, like uh, that's what LJ had and said, yeah, I'm going to make these giant slimy spitballs and then, you know, and then flashlights. And, and then, of course, Vaughn had a lot of snacks and we said, okay. Then we realized that uh, Billy couldn't go to school. So I said, Billy, okay, we'll meet you after school, like in the dry spot, uh, a little bit behind my house. And, of course, Billy looked unsure. And I said, okay. And then I said, oh, well, I'll, I'll give you my Marty Moose watch. Uh, and I said, Marty Moose watch? And I said, yeah, it tells the time. What's, you know, It was a new concept a little bit to uh, Billy. And I said, when Little Paw is pointing at three and Longer Paw is pointing at, uh, like, uh, 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 also three, when those two are both pointing at three, I think that would be, like, the time we'd meet. And then we'd discuss, wait a second, are you sure? And then Billy said, what about the tail? And I said, well, that's the second hand. And then we talked about the concept of seconds. But that got complicated, and we eventually said, well, just ignore that, just, uh, and I said, okay. When the two pause, and then we actually showed, and then I said, also don't wind the watch, because this is a second mechanism I had to have uh, put in my watch, because I used to overwind it. Uh, so Billy said, don't wind the watch, uh, both at three. And I said, that's right, right, 3.15. And then we agreed, and then we said, okay, we'll meet you after school. Uh, Now, another thing that was going on at the same exact time as we headed off to school was uh, Bull, Leon, the head of our community resource uh, team, and a few members of Bull's team had headed off actually to the place beyond the swamp, uh, which we as kids really didn't know about. Uh, First, they uh, were going to just look around, but beyond the swamp was this thing called the visitor center. And, uh, we, you know, we had snuck some looks at it, uh, but it was like just a rundown buildings that were bigger than anything in our town. They didn't, their size was massive. Uh, we called it ruins, like just like in Bards and Big Bunnies. Uh, but the community lore was so thick that even none of us, we would dare people to go, but no one actually went. People had said they went even, it turned out they were making it up, uh, like that there was no kids that actually would go there. One of the reasons was because it was uh, separated by a tunnel and a road. And the road would have these vehicles coming that were much bigger than any of our vehicles, mysterious vehicles, rarely seen, but they would be seen or heard throughout a community. And the rumor was that there was no animals driving them. And now most people said, well, that's because the perspective, you couldn't see in the window of the vehicle because it's so big. But because everyone knew, you never know when one of those is going to come by. Truck, very much like our trucks, but much, much bigger. That you couldn't, and they were going so fast. Uh, Again, that had had consequences before. So you would never go on the road because it was like, and then on top of that, to go to a place with ruins and giant, mysterious, rundown buildings uh, was not, you know, a good idea. But, you know, Leon and the community resource team knew that there was activity uh, beyond the swamp, which us kids didn't know. I guess only uh, authority figures knew But first they checked around the road and, uh, uh, like, uh, they found an old street sign uh, that one of uh, Bull's assistants pointed out and said, Hey, Bull, look at this. Remember these signs used to be up? uh, Do not stop at any time uh, for any reason. You know, listed, like, never stop. Uh, And he said, What is this? Like, and there was other words on there that he didn't understand. And they said, all right, let's go to this visitor center uh, and check in. And they said, do you really think those vehicles that go, the trucks go by, the giant trucks, uh, do you believe the stuff people say about them? And uh, Bull said, I don't know. Like, uh, they said, do you really think no one's driving them? Like, remember that? He said, old Misty Jones, she was up in a tree, and she said she looked right in the window, and there was no one behind the steering wheel. And, uh, I heard the robots or computers or something, some sort of, uh, like they're run by electronics and bull said, it sounds like baloney to me. And they went down to the other side of the swamp, which was rare, but, uh, bull knew that behind the other side of the swamp was something called a bog walk, uh, that was run down, but it led to this visitor center. But outside the visitor center, there was a couple of weasels on duty, guard weasels dressed in, uh, uh, uniforms. And they are part of a, a larger, larger organization of the swamp and the woodlands, a secret authority, like you know, run by secret authorities beyond just commu- the greater community resources, we'll say. So, uh, uh, Leon said, Hey, how you doing? And the weasels said, what do you want? Uh, and, uh, said, well, I'm in town uh, and I need to speak to somebody who's in charge. Uh, uh and they said, mm, uh, don't worry about it. And he said, well, I'm worried about it. Uh, can I come in? Can I look around? And they said, no looking around. The visitor said, cen- 'No no visitors in the visitor center. Hardy har har. Uh, And everybody looked at each other and they said, yeah. And they said, well, what do you got going on in there? Uh, And is it true that uh, this is where, you know, one of the Bulls assistants said, is this where they like do stuff to keep, are humans real or is that just a rumor? And the weasels looked at each other and said, don't worry about it. Uh, And Bull said, listen, like, can you just check in with somebody that's in charge here and uh, find out, like, we just have this kid, Willow, and we think she went off. Uh, she either went off on a goose chase, uh, so we just need any signs that the Canadian geese have been over here, uh, so we can, I can go back and figure out if she just headed off to be a busker or start her music career, which is what we think happened. But we just got to, you know, dot the T's and cross the I's and make sure that the gooses didn't lead her on some goose chase. Or I don't know if you have any kids," uh, Bull said to these uh, weasel guards. Uh, but you know, what if see somebody said these kids, uh, the, her, her friends, might have double dared her to go through the tunnel? So we just want to make sure. Uh, that, you know, that's it. And they they looked at it and they said, "Okay, okay, let us let us look into it more." And then they actually got let into the visitor center. Uh, and they saw that the inside was not like the outside. Uh, you, you know the first floor looked run down uh, and in case anybody went in there, but they brought uh, them through another door down to the next level, which again kind of looked run down, but was functional. and that was levels below that level. But even on the functional level, they the, the head of uh, the we, another weasel uh, but ahead of the weasels, said, well, you know, I can't, I can't, what I can tell you is that uh, the geese, uh, they've gone, most of the Canadian geese aren't even around anymore, the Canada geese. They went back to Canada. So I don't think any geese led your kid here. And the gates were closed. Just so I don't think that the, the kid went through the gates of the tunnel either. And Bull said, well, how do you know that for a fact? Uh, or what about it? did the kid cross the road? And the head of the weasel said, well, he know, actually, I know because we could hear you coming. And they, Bull said, what? And they said, yeah, we use sound. Uh, uh, we, we, we monitor all the sound in the area. So at the tunnel, we know if the gates went up or somebody touched the gates, we can hear the road, the gravel on the sides of the road. We can hear the trucks coming. Uh, But we can't talk about that anymore. I shouldn't even have brought that up. Uh, So, we like, and what they didn't say between the lines is we could hear everything in your whole town. But uh, Bull said, okay, well, can I just listen to the sounds? Maybe I could hear something that you didn't hear the night uh, Willow, maybe I could hear them double daring Willow or swimming near it. And they said, yeah, sure, sure, come on down to our listening lab, which was another level down, more modern. Uh, and as they walked, of course, the other two resource officers were like, well, is, is so we were wondering, do you think, is it true humans evolved uh, or we evolved from humans? And they said, well, I don't know, we're just weasels, man. Do you think, like, uh, if humans returned, uh, like, uh, and and again, we're just weasels, uh, you never heard a human on there? Are those trucks driven by, and they they did say, okay, I shouldn't have brought up the trucks, uh, the weasel said, but uh, they're not doing anything. They're just like some sort of, they go, yeah, there's automated trucks uh, permanently running some routes, solar-powered so there's nothing to worry about other than you know the trucks coming at unpredictable times. Uh, and Bull said, "Well, why don't we work together to form an early warning system or something?" And, and the, the, the Weasel said, "Why don't you just stay off the road, like?" Uh, and Bull said, "Okay, fair enough." Uh, he said, "The trucks are just running." And they said, "Yeah, just running from pre, you know, from the human days." Uh, but yeah, there's no humans. Nothing to worry about. And Bull said, well, that sounds odd to me. Uh, But then they went and listened, and uh, they listened, and they didn't hear anything. They didn't hear anything on the road. They didn't hear anything near the tunnel to go to the place beyond the swamp or the bog walk or anything. Not really very many sounds, Uh, so they left the lab. Uh, But as they left the lab uh, and got ready to drive off, they said, uh, to, uh, the other resource officers, uh, like, uh, they said, well, I guess that's it except for that. Well, you know, that's odd and all that stuff. Uh, then he said, uh, what phase was the moon, uh, a few nights ago? And they said, uh, uh what do you mean? They said, did you hear any, uh, croaking and those tapes? Uh, I think if you look up the phase of the moon, you'd realize that uh, that was a high croaking night and uh, uh, there was no croaking going on. As a frog, even I was thinking about croaking my heart out that night. And they said phases of the moon, and they, they were a bit confused because they didn't have as depth of the knowledge that uh, uh, Leon did. Now, meanwhile, Dari had gone to school. Uh, mostly just to check in because as soon as she got there, the school uh, authorities were like, Darry, Dari, shouldn't you just be home? Uh, you don't need to come in. We were like, uh, we'll send your work home. You don't even need to do any work right now. Just think about, you know, just rest with you and your mom and, and, and take care of your mom. And Dari said, okay, well, uh, and uh, like, uh, I just got to get some stuff out of my locker. And they, and then, uh, uh, maybe I'll just have Babs collect my assignments. And the school said, okay, okay. But meanwhile, Tefe said, hey, uh, what, what if I collect your assignments? Uh, I could get your assignments for you. Babs, who? Uh, Tefe's on the job, Dari. And Dari said, shouldn't you be in class? And then actually one of the three said, Tefe, shouldn't you be in class? And Babs said, yeah, what class is Babs? Uh, 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 and then Dari said, uh, Tuffy was uh, huffed and went back to class. We really just went to the restroom." Uh, and then Darry said, "Well, what class is Babs in?" And they they said, uh, "Chlorophyll 104." And uh, she headed over there. And she said, "Is Babs here?" And the teacher said, "Babs is out today. Uh, shouldn't you be home? Shouldn't you? I thought Babs was going to get your assignments? Uh, shouldn't you know where Babs is?" Uh, And Dari said, weird, uh, that's odd, but uh, thanks. Uh, And Dari left. And Dari got a feeling like, uh, huh, that's weird. Uh, So she went to the phone and called. Now, this is back when you had to pay to use the phone, public phones, uh, ancient times to, to, to probably you listening and she called Babs' house and said, "Hey, is Babs there?" And they said, "Dory, is that you? Are you? How's it? Why are you calling on the phone? Shouldn't you be resting? Or uh, should you even be using your phone? Because not many people had to call waiting in the day, and definitely not Dory, uh, and Francis and Willow." And Dari said, "No, no. uh, uh why just like. Can I talk to Babs?" They said, "Well, I thought Babs was at your house uh, helping out." Uh, She's not with you and Dari. Uh, and this was something Dari would greatly regret. She used to, she said, Oh, sorry. I'm just so stressed about Willow. I forgot. Babs was at my house with my mom and then went to, was going to go to the library. I went to school. I I just went and they said, Oh yeah, that's makes sense. Well, tell Babs to give us a call when you see her. And, uh, uh, that's like, uh, understand that your feelings. And, uh, Dari said, oh yeah, thanks. And the other thing I want you to know is that meanwhile, like over there at the visitor center, they were listening to all of this. Uh, so, uh, they were listening into all these conversations and, and, you know, it's foreshadowing. Okay. That they could hear everything we were saying and they had, must have had the resources to listen to everything we were saying, they probably weren't listening as closely to at the middle school where, uh, myself, uh, LJ and Vaughn were trying to go to school and we were on recess and we were kind of t- playing in on our uh, journey in dark and wood and just saying Racelin or, uh, you know, uh, Tika, like uh, golden moon. We were talking about all our favorite characters, uh, and kind of saying, okay, I can't wait to, to, to do that. Uh, and, but really we were like hoping to find our friend willow right and, and you know maybe cover up our, our other feelings or distract ourselves with the feelings of adventure but the two two of these river bottom wannabes uh, from our school that weren't nice came up and they said uh, oh look who it is uh uh one short of uh, a, a quadrant of something i don't even know what they said and we said to be quiet uh and they said, L-O-Z-E-R or something. we said, what do you mean? And they said, don't you know, you like, uh, your friend Willow ditched you all? And they, we said, no, she didn't. And they said, yeah, yeah, we heard. My dad said that uh, Willow, like, went went out to Riverbottom to try to start her career because, you know, without you three dragging her down, like, she was the most talented, but she'll be back or maybe she won't. She'll just be like a busker, like uh, uh, tap dancing for nickels. Uh, and they thought that was the funniest. And we were like, what are you talking about? And they said, listen, your friend Willow was uh, thought she had potential without you three. With you three, no potential. And we said, what? And they said, yeah, she always used to tell us uh, you were holding her back uh, in her career. We said, no, that's not true. Uh, She was our friend, and she said, well, she just needed you for rehearsal only. We said, but we played Bards and Bunnies. Uh, And then they said, that sounds like kids' stuff, You, you know, change your diapers or something. And we said, oh. And they headed off. Now, back at my house, Billy was there, and she was kind of looking around our house. She was bored. And she actually snuck into Tefe's room and looked at Tefe's outer oils uh, and actually saw a picture of Tefe, Dari, and Babs. And she kind of paused and looked at Babs and had a sense of something. Uh, She even touched Babs' picture and it kind of gave her the chills. Um, Then she went down and she actually turned on the TV and was trying to watch TV. She wasn't super familiar with TV. And at some point, an ad came on with this music, a really popular song at the time, and it was for. Uh, and they said, "It's time to pump up the jam uh, with Dino Puffs, a uh, uh, jam edition. Uh, uh, pump, pump it up!" Uh, but uh, Billy started looking, and then Billy started to drift into her own memories. And she remembered a mo- moment from not that long ago where she was in the, the visitor center in one of the lower levels uh, with Dr. Max and other, other part, you know other scientists watching her. And they were asking her to pump up uh, puff up a cereal like and sing, pump up the jam. And she was, she was singing it through her bill and her throat uh, and puffing up the cereal to like 30 or 40 times its size until some of the marshmallow jam-filled puffs popped and covered everybody with jam. But they were very uh, impressed. Uh, But she didn't, she said, why am I doing this? I'm just a kid. And as she drifted, you know, back from that memory, she kind of felt forlorn wondered when it was going to be like 3.15 or the two hands were going to be on the three. Uh, back at Francis's house, uh, she was putting up wind chimes, then she went to her work and bought more wind chimes, then she bought uh, like uh, teacups and spoons and forks and a uh, fishing line, anything you could use to, to make, you know, bamboo, everything you could use to make homemade wind chimes too. And a new phone, and she told her boss, just let me, just put it on my, you know, tab. Give me a break. And she started putting up wind chimes all through the house, just randomly, and then trying to make wind chimes. And my mom showed up to kind of make small talk and bring her uh, some lunch uh, and dinner, because my mom's like that, you know, she's uh, caring. But my mom also wanted to stick around and, you know, uh, check in, and she said, that's a lot of wind chimes, and uh, Francis said, yeah, yeah, w- Willow loved wind chimes, and, you know, when I would make them, uh, so I've been thinking about taking it back up to, you know, like, uh, now, meanwhile, my youngest sibling followed the wind chimes in- into uh, Willow's room, where the wind chimes started making this ominous noise, and then she thought she saw bunny ears outside the window. And the bunny ears were trying to open up the window with the ears, uh, which was weird. So she ran off. But meanwhile, Francis had run in there and run into her. And Francis was a little bit you know, bent. She said, did you see bunny ears? And she said, e- and then my mom said, we got eat And she said, I think it's time for you to head out with your c- casserole. Thank you. I need to do stuff. Uh, and uh, she left it at that now back. Uh, with, uh, they had headed to the library where actually someone that Leon used to date was there and not too pleased with. But they said, We got to do some research. And they said, Knock yourself out. And they started looking into stuff like the trucks, uh, in the road, in the visitor center. And they found out the visitor center was run by Dr. Max and that it was funded. Uh, to, to find out if humans were not only if humans were real, but what if humans came to our swamp? Like, uh, and that they weren't just using sound waves uh, to uh, listen into things, but what if sound waves could be used to keep humans? Uh, there's studies about uh, skeeters and stuff in sound waves. And then, like, making what if the song of uh, young. Uh, that some people had these young, powerful, uh, sonic sound abilities, uh, like magic powers. What if those were real? And they said, she, she, she said, Whoa, Whoa, this is interesting stuff. Yeah. Then it was, how the two hands were on the three. So, uh, Billy had headed out behind my house uh, to wait for us. And, uh, We were headed there, but Billy had a little while and saw these ferns just growing and started again to drift back uh, to when she was back below the visitor center, alone with a fern, and uh, Dr. Max had told her to start singing the song by BBD, uh, Bovine Beavers and Ducks, uh, like a band that we were, again, a very popular one. Uh, like that was like a, a P O I S something stuff, not for good for plants, uh, it, like something in full effect, uh, you ready, you know, and it was, had different, you know, cow sounds and duck sounds and beaver sounds. You ready, you ready to slap your tail? You know, that kind of thing. Slap, did a slap, did a slap, uh, like with your tail and, and then, uh. Uh, like she remembered that she was supposed to use that song to make the, the, some of the leaves fall off the fern. And she said, no. And Dr. Max said, darn, go to your room, uh, uh, and be escorted by these two, uh, uh, weasels to your room, uh, no dinner. And, you know, just like any kid sent to the room without dinner, uh, especially like uh, for doing what they felt was within their value system, Billy was not happy. So she started to sing it to the two weasels that are supposed to escort her uh, Well from the young fun, the the famous movie about uh, the West and uh, these young, these young beings that had fun with one another. Uh, she sang the song, Lie Down in a, in a Haze of Glory. And she sang that song, and this bright light came that increased, immediately increased the weasel's melatonin production so much that when the light went away, they fell fa- fell, fell sound asleep. And Dr. Max watched all this and then swept uh, Billy up in his arms and carried her off uh, to, to dinner in bed. And he was very happy and pleased with her. And we, She didn't know if, like, uh, he was pleased with her by accident or pleased with her on purpose. Uh, and, it, you know, it created a, you know, low-level mistrust. Then we showed up, uh, it, like, and she came back and we said, are you okay? She said, yeah, and just, you know, thinking about stuff. Uh, they said, well, let's go find Willow. And then we started going and, and we were telling her about how The the kids at school said that Willow, like, and and LJ and Vaughn were like, are you sure Willow, you know where Willow is? Uh, And I said, yeah, yeah, just uh, this way. Willow's here. And they said, well, our friends, everybody's saying that Willow just moved away to start her career. And we, you know, what if that's the case? We're just wasting our time. And I said, I said, yeah. And she said, they're just, you know, they're just trying to upset your feelings. And I said, yeah, they're J U is S's. And yeah, we talked about it. She said, no, no, no. Willow, Willow's your friend. She wouldn't leave without telling you to start a career, or if you're, you weren't on, she would have helped you be better musicians if she thought that. And I don't think LJ and Vaughn bought it, but I did. I said, "You're right. She's our friend." Uh, and she said, "Yeah, let's go find your friend." Uh, now I don't. I'm not a music theorist, so this next part. But so back at Francis's house, Willow and Dari's house, Francis was there, and she was working, uh, uh, tuning all sorts of wind chimes and waiting. And then finally, the wind chimes started to ring, and she said, Willow, are you here? You know, ring." Uh, and Willow, you know, play Do Re Mi Fa sola La Ti Do. If you're here, or you're, you're you're if you're really there, and she did across all the wind chimes. And then Francis said, "Talk to me." And then she, she just kept playing Do Re Mi Fa sola La Ti Do. Then she played other things, and then. Uh, Uh, Frances went to a lot of work, which I can't get into, but arranging all the wind chimes uh, and trying to do it by notes, uh, like a giant wind chime piano uh, is the best way I could describe it. Uh, And then she said, you know, I gave you piano lessons, Willow, to play piano for me. Now, unfortunately, Willow did start playing songs, which were clearly songs uh, by Winchime Piano uh, for her mother or some other, you know, being did. And she played four different songs, but Willow, uh, uh, Francis didn't know what songs Willow was playing. And so she was like, I don't know what these songs are. What are you trying to tell me? And then the radio started fuzzing, but it was like it could only fuzz. And she said, "Oh, I'll turn the radio on." Oh, okay. And she turned the radio on, and uh, then she started. She then she had to listen to the radio for a long time until the songs happened to come on, which I think probably Will maybe had control over, but not a full control over. So it was like a two-hour period of just listening to the radio. But eventually, she said, "Okay, the first song." Is here I am, baby. Oh, okay, so you are here. And then the next song, she said, oh, you're thinking about me, and I'm thinking about you. You're thinking about you. And then the next song was, oh, I just want to hold you tight. Oh, so do I, Willow. I just want to hold you tight. What should I do? And then the last song was called Rush, Rush. And she said, rush, rush, where, rush, rush. And then it felt like a bunny was jumping outside the house, a big, big bunny, rumbling, rumbling. And then she just kept playing the chorus, rush, 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 over and over again on the wind chimes and the radio, in fuzz and wind chime piano. And then uh, Frances realized, okay, I better rush out here. She rushed out of the house. Now, meanwhile, Dari had gone to, to, to again, kind of uh, retrace her steps with Babs, and uh, she did find where they had parked and maybe where Babs had gone off, uh, and she followed Babs' steps, and then she found some bunny goose feather goo, and then Babs' steps ended, and then after that were bunny, gigantic bunny feet, uh, hopping off into the swamp and towards where the, uh, the tunnel was. And she said, oh no. And so she ran home, uh, to her mom. And we, so meanwhile, we were like right on the edge of their property. And we realized that we said, this is Willow's house. Uh, uh, and that's where, Uh, Billy had led us, and then Vaughn and uh, LJ got really upset. They said, this is Willow's house. And she said, yes, she's here, Billy said. And they said, she's not here. Uh, We know that is a fact. Uh, Why did you bring us here? You're just trying to make us happy so we'll be friends with you. And we said, like, why did you bring us here? She's not here. And we even checked, uh, and this was before, like, after— uh, Francis had run out of the house, so there was no one there. And there was no bunny there either. But uh, And then we were all arguing very loudly when we heard the sounds of the community resource. It said, hey, community resource meeting. And so we followed it, and we all arrived at the edge of town. And at a place that says no dumping, like that. no one's supposed to dump any of their garbage there. And dumped at the bottom of this no dumping sign, it was a former dumping ground. But you know, say, okay, we're restoring this dumping area. There was this gigantic pile of material, and this was like when cassette tapes and CDs and the records—they were all in production. It was records and cassette tapes and CDs and ripped open boxes and waterlogged, and everybody was gathered around chattering, and it got there just at the same time as we did. It had ambitions in the past of being a lounge singer uh, in a failed career, but I don't want to get into that. So like, picked one up and saw that it was Willow on the cover of this big record uh, singing, and then flipped it over and frowned and threw it on the ground because she had already been through something and gone and moved to the big city and moved home, and not in a positive way, but we saw it throw down, and we said, "What record is it? What is going on?" And then we each just started to pick one up, and everybody went quiet, and we looked at it, and it was a willow on the cover of the album, and she was singing. And then we flipped over and looked at the listing and the tracks and every single song. Uh, was like, it had, it was like her first album or something, but it had been dumped. Uh, but he, they were all songs about our town and us in a non, like, it was not a comedy album, but it was like, it was like a breakup album. It said our town stinks. Uh, I'm better than you. you I'm best. You're the rest. Uh, and Tefe sitting in a tree. Uh, uh, Goodbye, Mom, Hello, City, uh, Bull Baloney. Uh, there's songs, I can't even tell you what it said about Vaughn and LJ and I. Uh, never be the best. Uh, and then, parenthesis, Friend. And then, Consider This the End, I Won't Be Back. That was the last song. And so I dro- dropped from my hands. And then, of course, we were very all very frustrated with Billy for leading us there. Because we said, why'd you lead us here for our friend? Like, uh, like, why'd you tell us our friend, the, 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 the the weasels, they were right. Uh, how could Willow do this to us? And how could you tell us that Willow wasn't going to do this to us and move away to the big city? And I was so upset. I ran all the way home, uh. Uh, crying, I'll be honest with you. And my mom was there and I told her uh, Emma really did move away and start an album. And it was like, a, like, a, totally like the album was about her angst around all of and, and my mom just held me. And meanwhile, Frances had run out of her house while Dari was running home to tell her mom that, uh, she thinks that Babs was in a pickle And her mom ran into her and was like, well, I just, like, so they just held each other beyond words, more than words, uh, as what was going on between the two of them. And uh, then everyone held one another and said, let's go to bed and let's just hold on to those we care about, uh, because it's such a precious reminder that all will be well. Uh, The loving embrace or the memory of a loving embrace of our family members. And so we went to bed. Good night.